Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's word to be empowered and challenged today. Let's go ahead and turn our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 1. We're continuing Mary's story as we are continuing this series on the Apostles' Creed. I'm excited to uh, dive deep on Mary's response, and I pray that the Lord would speak to me, to you, and that you would be encouraged through this text. Luke chapter 1, we're going to be reading from verse 46 through 56. And when you're there, say amen. Ooh, let's try that one more time. When you're there, shout amen. There we go. And it says this, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. And surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And because of the mighty one who has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generations to generations on those that fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty with their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hunger, the hungry, with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And Mary stayed with her, which is Elizabeth, for about three more months, and then she returned home. By the way, this is happening in Mary's uh, cousin's house, Elizabeth, where she is magnifying the Lord. She's praising God at the house of Elizabeth. Uh, let's take this time to pray. Father, I thank you for what you're doing at this time. Lord, I just ask that you would inspire this moment right now. Inspire us as we dive into your word. And I pray that you would teach us something about Mary's praise. And let it be a, a reflection of reality in our lives. And we ask this and pray this in Jesus' name. Shout amen. Today, we're going to be talking about Mary's Magnificat. Somebody just say it with me, Magnificat. It took me a long time to try to you know, learn how to pronounce that, but I finally got it. Last week, Pastor John preached on Jesus, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Today, we're going to be discussing and focusing on Mary's response after she was invited into this great privilege of being the mother of Jesus. And I want to start off by telling you guys a short story before, that, before I go into that. Have you guys ever been so moved by God that you can't help but break out in a praise, giving thanks to God? Is there anybody here that, that knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, there was a time, and I still remember it like it was yesterday, uh, me and my wife, when we welcomed our beautiful baby daughter, Mariah, into this world, I was so moved by God by that. And I was so moved by that with deep gratitude and, and deep appreciation towards God because I remember what it was like when it was 
for us to try to have a baby. I remember what it was like. We was trying to have a baby and it left us in a lot of doubt and a lot of discouragement. Here's why. There was a lot of challenges that we faced along the way. If many of you probably don't know this story, but me and my wife, we had a very hard time having children. As a matter of fact, the doctor told us we would never have children. It would be hard for us to have children. That's what they said. And despite all of those challenges that we face, uh, God answered our prayers through the heartbreak of multiple miscarriages, through the tears, through uh, the shame that was felt after sharing the exciting news that we were five weeks pregnant. We shared that news so quickly to friends and family members only to experience another miscarriage. Very tough for us during that season. But all throughout that, one of the things that we never lost faith in was the Lord because of his faithfulness. Even when doctors warned us of the difficulties that we would face, going back and forth to the doctors, listen, in the end, God proved our faith right. In the end, our faith was rewarded. Our prayers were answered, and we were blessed with a beautiful baby little girl. And you got to think about, this is like four years of trying. And, and when, the, when it finally happened, I was so moved with praise and gratitude. I don't know if y'all know how it is in the black church. They'd be like about to shout. I'm in, the, I'm in the delivery room about to shout. When I first saw Mariah, I'm like, oh, my God, just tears of joy that the Lord answered our prayers. And the reason why I could not help but break out in a praise and just great, great gratitude is because God took us through a very difficult season in our lives. Is there anybody that knows what it feels like to be in a very difficult situation? You have to trust God to get you through it. And then the moment he gets you through it, you can't help but break out in a praise. There are those of us who are here today who knows what it feels like to go through some pain, to go through some struggles, to go through some marriage problems, to go through some health declining. But in the midst of all of that, you know that the Lord is still faithful and just to do what he does. We serve a God who is faithful, and he is with us through times of tribulation. He is with us through times of hard heartache and, and bad things. We love that we could serve a God that is with us in the midst of, pain, in the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulation. And because of his faithfulness in our lives and in my life, I think this should be something that would evoke, it should evoke a deep praise in our hearts towards God. Like, like because of God's faithfulness, we should be influenced to give God praise and give him honor for who he is and what he's done in our life. This is exactly what's happening with the Virgin Mary. Mary, as you all know, according to the Apostles' Creed, she was, according to the Apostles' Creed, Jesus was born out of the Virgin Mary, born of the Virgin Mary. Mary, who is the mother of Jesus and is invited into this great privilege of giving birth to the Son of God. And because she's invited into this great privilege, she is so moved by God that she breaks out in a praise known as the Magnificent. She magnifies the Lord. And I want to ask you guys a question. When was the last time you broke out in a praise magnifying the Lord? 
This, this song of praise that we just read is Mary. It's known as the Magnificent. It's a song of praise. It's a song from Mary. It's a celebration of fulfillment of prophecy. Because it was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament that Jesus would be born of a virgin woman. The Magnificent is a song of praise from Mary where she is magnifying the Lord and rejoicing in God our Savior. But why is she magnifying God? I'm happy you ask. She's magnifying the Lord because the Lord is, has chosen her to be a vessel by which she can give birth to the Messiah. And she's so honored for being the mother of Jesus that she magnifies the Lord because of it. Let's look at what it says in verse 46. Luke chapter 1, verse 46, it says, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Verse 47, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. And watch this. And surely from now on, all generations shall call me Blessed. I'm looking at two words, favor and blessed, favored and blessed. We're going to get back to that. But she's magnifying the Lord because he has favored her. Mary is not just any type of woman. Please pay attention. She is a favored woman. And she's not just a favored woman as well. She is a woman who the Lord is with. How do I know that? Because early on in verse 28, the, Gabriel, the angel Gabriel pulls up on Mary and he says, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. We don't have time. But Mary is blessed and highly favored. Mary is favored not because she's some perfect, noble woman who has never sinned. Even though there are some people who might think that she's perfect and who has never sinned. But Mary is born into sin just like you and I. She's favored because God has selected her to this great privilege in being the mother of Jesus. This great privilege of bringing Jesus into the world. She's favored because she's chosen to be a part of God's plan and giving birth to the Son of God. And this was always a part of God's plan. Because if we examine the Old Testament and we look at the historical context, in the cultural context of Mary's life, we would discern why God selected her to play a vital role in his divine plan. When we consider her lineage, when we consider her Nazarene origin, and even her virginity, we are reminded of God's plan and commitment in fulfilling his purposes. I believe that understanding these details should deepen our appreciations for Mary but it should also deepen our worship towards God because we serve a God who is meticulous in preparing the plan and the birth of his son. He was meticulous in preparing the birth of Jesus Christ. And if God was meticulous in preparing the birth of Jesus through Mary, how much more is he with you and I? For just as God carefully orchestrated every detail leading up to Jesus' birth, he is also intricately involved in every aspect of our life. He is involved in every aspect of this church. He is involved even through this situation where we are in transition. 
So let us take comfort in knowing that the same God who chose Mary to give birth to Jesus is also working all things together for our good. Can I get an amen? May we trust in the God that we, he, he, that who fulfills all things through him so that he could get the glory out of our lives. God was meticulous in preparing the birth of his son. And he did that through a virgin woman named Mary. I was listening to Pastor John speak on Mary and the, 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 the Nazareth, you know, the, the town called Nazareth when I was on the plane heading to Mexico. And he touched on things that I'm going to touch on again. Because I think it's important for us to touch on Nazareth. Nazareth is a place that many people think that there's nothing good that comes out of it. But yet, this woman that God chooses is from a town called Nazareth. It's a town that is similar to the hood. Some say that nothing good comes out of Nazareth, literally. Yet, Mary, who is a native of Nazareth, listen very closely. She's a native of Nazareth, and she is a recipient of God's favor and God's gracious activity. She's from Nazareth, and yet God has given her a blessed opportunity and given her a responsibility to do something great. She is from Nazareth. And yet she's chosen by God, which goes to show you something about the God that we serve. We serve a God who looks upon people who come from low places and chooses them and calls them to a high purpose. We serve a God who selects people that we least expect to do some great things. And it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your financial status. It doesn't matter your marital status or where you come from. God has a way of selecting people. And it doesn't matter if you're unqualified. He will qualify you to fulfill his plan and purpose in your life. He has chosen a woman from a little town called Nazareth and to give birth to a great king named Jesus. And Pastor John spoke to, spoke to us about Nazareth. And I want to tell you something. I want to just ask, is there anybody that comes from a town like a Nazareth? I know I come from a town like Nazareth. Maybe you didn't grow up in a town like a downtown Fort Lauderdale or a downtown Hollywood, but maybe you come from a town that is uh, uh, underappreciated and underdeveloped and under-celebrated. But just because you come from a town that doesn't got it all together. Maybe finances aren't going well in that town. Maybe there's section A and all that type of stuff. God has a way of selecting people from that town to do something great in our lives. I remember my life. I come from a town that is just drug infested. There's so much police happening and people busting down on things. And yet God looked at a young man like me to pull me out of the scums, to pull me out of the drug addiction, to pull me out of the things that I was going through, to call me into preaching. We serve a God who selects the unqualified and qualifies them for the call. Can I get an amen, everybody? God has a way of selecting people from Nazareth, from the trenches, from the hood, from the ghetto, and chooses them to be a part of his divine plan. And if and when God calls you and I to do something great, I believe that it should influence us to praise him, that our soul should magnify the Lord. That's exactly what Mary does. She magnifies the Lord because she's chosen by God. Can you imagine being chosen by God to give birth to the Son of God? It's so crazy. I know it's crazy. 
And I get it. That's why it's crazy. That's why it moved her to give God praise at her cousin's house. I've, had, I've invited many people at my house. They've never given praise to God like that, like Mary does at Elizabeth's house. She's moved and she praises him. Mary's life illustrates how God can use the most lowly, the most humble people to accomplish his purpose and his promises. And what we can learn from Mary's example is trust God, one. We can learn to obey God, and we can learn to magnify our Lord. She's chosen, and she's invited into this great privilege of bringing Jesus into this world, and she's so moved by that. She magnifies the Lord because of it. And I believe that whenever God moves in our lives, whenever God chooses us or selects us to do anything great, we should be moved to give him praise as well. Mary is chosen for a specific purpose. And in the same way Mary is chosen for a specific purpose, we too are chosen for a specific plan and purpose. Let's give God a praise for that. Everyone here has a plan and a purpose that is ordained by God. Mary has been selected for a specific purpose, which would require her to go through a major transition. And yet, even in the midst of her transition and her transformative journey, she embraces God's purpose for her life and praises God for it. I think about this church that's going through a transition at this moment. What can we learn from Mary in the midst of our transition? What do we need to embrace at this moment right now in this season of our church? Here's what I know. Just as God chose Mary for a specific purpose and he, ch and he chose her, he has chosen each and every one of us for a specific plan and a specific purpose. And I believe that we need to embrace that. When we look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, I want you guys to see this. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it tells us that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Think about that and sit in that. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which was prepared beforehand. Maybe what God wants us to do together throughout this transition is to embrace God's plan for this church to embrace God's plan for our lives and to trust in his plan and to trust in his plan for this church. We know that the church is in transition, but there's something that in Mary's story that I believe speaks to our reality today. Mary, who was about to embark on a significant transition in her life, she recognizes that she is chosen to play a crucial role in God's greatest story. This influenced her so much so that she was overwhelmed and overflowed with gratitude, praising the Lord. In the same way, may we acknowledge God. May we acknowledge his faithfulness in the midst of this transition. Because he's faithful. He's done it before. Pastor John can attest to it. Virginia can attest to it. He's done this before. He's taken us through transition. May we acknowledge him as a God who is faithful to bring us through, we too could praise God right now. 
We too can thank him for the opportunities and the transitions in our lives. We too can trust him knowing that he is in control of our journey. We too can trust him that he's in control of God's blended family and he still has a purpose for us and this church. Let us follow Mary's example. Trusting in God's plan and praising him along the way. Praising him in every circumstance. Praising him through every transition and praising him along the way. Let us never forget the way God meticulously prepared the birth of his son through the Virgin Mary to bring about his redemptive work in our own lives. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to New City's Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www dot newcityhh.com we'll see you next week